one thing all financially successful people have is what? Think about it for a sec. It is seven figures, all the information that you need to dominate your finances. I am Sandy Waters. If you are new to the podcast, glad you found us. We're excited to have you. If you're a loyal listener here every week, welcome back. Always appreciate the love and you spreading the word about the podcast. Thank you to our friends at Family First Credit Union, big supporters of financial education. They're a helpful, educated team in our community that enjoys helping you live a financially healthy life. Okay, financially successful people have what? They have a system, a well thought out, organized way of managing their money. Now, today is payday for some of you. I know it's a good day. What happens on payday? What happens when the bills come? Is there any order, structure to what you do? We cash it with a friend of mine, Connor, who is probably one of the most organized and systematic friends I have, especially when it comes to his money. And I know this is something you normally don't do. You're such a good friend just to open up and tell us about your personal budget. Man, I should have brought some wine or something. My Um, double IPA craft beer this morning. That would be great. Start (laughs) off a Friday. I'll make note of that for next time. All right, let's start from the beginning. When you were uh, growing up, did you have a lot of conversations about money with your parents? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I've I've thought about that, and I kind of look back, and the answer is no. Um, but I do remember as a kid growing up, um, you, you know, seeing at least once a month my father sit at the kitchen table, and you know, I'll never forget he had a yellow um, legal pad and you know a bunch of pieces of paper spread out and and kind of um, digging through bills like you know people do, and yeah. and obviously as we've you know, technology has changed and online bill pay and apps and all of these things, um, which a lot of them are really great, useful tools. Um, what I have found is I think sometimes some of those convenient auto bill pay can kind of uh, hurt a little bit because it sometimes loses sight of money in, money out and how much you're actually paying. So oh. you want to use those things, I think, a lot to your advantage. But for me, it, it wasn't necessarily my, my parents sat me down or, or somebody specifically sat me down and said, this is the best way you want to go about managing your monthly finances or your bills. For me, it's been more about my, my career. Um, I've been in 100% commission sales my entire life. So every wow. single month, it is the money that comes in has been different. And one month is different than the next month and vice versa. So you're always constantly looking at money coming in versus money going out. Yep. Because it's not an exact set dollar amount. And also, the way that I've been paid traditionally for my entire career has been twice a month, the 15th and the 30th. So if you know that you're going to get paid on the 15th and the 30th, um, you want to make sure that you're, and it's only a certain amount of money coming in and a certain amount of money going out, you want to make sure that you're planning accordingly and also um, budgeting enough to have money on those specific times of the day. Was there a memorable time, a point in your life when money was really tight and you were like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it? I'll never forget. Basically, you know, the start of my career was I had about $300 in my savings account when I graduated from college and ended up buying a suit and tie. And then next thing you know, you know, I'm in my career and I'm in sales and I'm just kind of budgeting you know, for your, for your future. Now, obviously those needs change. You grow up, you, you, yeah. you get married and, and the responsibilities and the amount of bills that you have increase. So. Yeah. But really, you know, I have a big pet peeve when it comes to debt in general. 
obviously if there's emergency situations or medical or extenuating circumstances that happen where you have to get yourself in a debt because you need the money immediately. Yep. But traditionally, most of the time that people are getting into debt, um, it's because they're overextending themselves. They're overspending. Yeah. And, and it takes discipline. It's, it will. That, that's what it does. And so that kind of goes back yeah. to the whole, you know, well, how do you, how do you manage it? Well, there's no right or wrong, you know, uh, there's no right or wrong plan for, for anybody. It's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. But I have what works for us, and it is good old-fashioned, um, you know, piece of paper and pen. So, you know, for me, when it comes to just— You're a spreadsheet guy, aren't you? No, I'm not a spreadsheet oh, okay. guy. I'm actually—we um, we use certain things, I guess, in our family. Like, for example, I mentioned what technology works well. Well, yeah. paying your bills online makes a ton of sense, right, because it— you can set up the account. I mean, I could write you a check right now if I wanted to. I would log into my financial institution, put in your address, mm-hmm. put in your information, send you a check. It's done. Okay? That that stuff works well because it just speeds the process up and it makes it quick, keeps it organized. You can look at a record of all those things. So most people, of course, do online bill mm-hmm. pay. But what I meant by the sometimes that you can lose sight of the money coming in and the money going out is if you're setting up all of your accounts where – the money is automatically going to be, you know, pulled out of it. Well, you know, sometimes that's good. For example, a mortgage, right? You want to have um, that protected because that's a very important thing. Right. But if you're not looking at it and saying, this is how much my cable bill is, this is how much my cell phone bill is, this is how much my car payment is and all of those things, and it just automatically comes out and they all come out at different times of the month, then you really have to have a certain amount of money set aside in your checking account. And the problem is what happens is then life gets in the way. Yeah, you buy gas, you go to the grocery store, you do all those things. So the way that we, the way that we do it yeah. is about 60% of our bills are paid at the end of the month on probably even more. So 70% of the bills are paid at the end of the month when for me, I get a commission check, which is a larger payment for me. The rest of them are done at the 15th. But it is good old fashioned. I put them in a, we call it the bills folder. It sits up in the office. Anything that comes into the house goes into the bills folder. On the 14th, the day before I get paid, I open them all up. I write them all down on a piece of paper, on you know, white piece of paper, just exactly like I have in front of me right now. And I write them all down. And I add it up. And it, and it comes to you know, X amount of dollars. Well, I know how much money I have in my account. The first things that are going to get paid are going to be the bills. It's not going to be, well, we need this much money for groceries or we need this much money uh, for... Okay. Um, you know, dinner tonight, or we need this, all of the luxury items, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. the bills get paid first. Then when that's left over, then, you know, it may be $300. And then the next step is, okay, we're going to need gas for the car. Here's $40 for gas for the car. We're going to need to pay the babysitter on Tuesday night. Here's $45 for the babysitter. So every month you're kind of revisiting. Every 15 days. Oh, okay. Every 15 days we're revisiting. So what, so what we've gotten into lately doing, and, and, and it's kind of a, a process that kind of evolves, is yeah. as your needs change and expenses in your house change, um, my wife will essentially send me a text and say, you know, here's a uh, number of different things that are going to be coming up over the next week. We're going to need money for the babysitter. We're going to need money for uh, the boys' haircuts. 
So it's, do you plan that stuff? Yes. So, so in the beginning of the month, though. No, kind of I, I would, no, we're not that saying, crazy we, about okay. it. But it's just as as it goes. So I think it's for right. We've gotten into a pattern now where on a weekly basis, okay. we're kind of thinking about what's going to be coming up over the next seven to seven to fourteen days. And it's you have to be more. Um, I guess proactive with this because you went down from a two-family income now down to just yours, right? I would say from a full two-family income to a, about a one-and-a-half income. Okay. So luckily, uh, my wife, we've been very fortunate where she was in a full-time position and ended up leaving her full-time position but has essentially picked up um, a consulting and contracting job where she's still able to bring in an income but it's not to the level of her full-time Where position. Where it was before. It's been very, very helpful, obviously, in supplementing the work that yeah. I'm doing. But yes, it has been a, it has been an adjustment, and we've had to look at it a little bit more. And the, the, the overall philosophy of grabbing the piece of paper and writing down all of the bills and making sure that you have you know different accounts, and I'll, and I'll talk about that for different items, um, that philosophy hasn't changed, but I think it's the the week in and week out of that actual, you know, that slush money of, yeah. I'm just going to go to the grocery store and spend 80 or $90. Yeah. That may not be able to be feasible. Yeah, be more conscious of ex- what you're... Exactly. And well a lot said. of families, I think, because your wife decided to do that because she wanted to dedicate time being a mommy, Correct. which is awesome. Yes. And I think it really does come down to, okay, now we got to really comb through everything and see what's a need versus what's a want and really yes. decide what's a need and what's a want and and plan for it. So for, yeah. you know, so again, perfect example, you're going to have birthday parties. You're going to have, um, uh, baby shower gifts. Well, if you know that you want to do that when you get paid, you know, and I don't care if that's something that's going to come up in May or June or July. One of the things that we talked about um, before is having a, a variety of different checking accounts and different savings accounts. And okay, see, the, this is interesting because I don't so, do, I don't give do you it a, the way you Okay, do. so I'll give you a perfect example. We have, we have three checking accounts and we have two savings accounts. Do you do the separate and joint when um, you they're, say No, they're all, they're all joint. They're, okay. they're all joint accounts, right? Okay. So my wife and I have access to all of them. Okay. Um, but they're for different reasons. So we, for example, have one specific account that is dedicated to nothing but the mortgage, our insurances, um, which is all bundled together. Mm-hmm. And that is, for an example, an account that uh, or an expense that is automatically pulled out because you don't ever want to miss an insurance payment. You don't ever want to miss a mortgage payment as well as kids' college education. So, so we, does the money go in automatically too, right from the paycheck right into that account? No, it, okay. it, no it, actually, it actually goes into my main checking account, and then I transfer it because every okay. on the 15th and the 30th, I literally write down boys' college education, insurance, mortgage, and I make sure that there's enough money in that account every 15 days to cover those balances. Okay. Okay? But- what happens is my wife uses one of the checking accounts for day-to-day expenses. I use one of the checking accounts for day-to-day expenses. So when I write down at the end of the, of 15, you know, on the 15th or the 30th of the month, and we have all those things, babysitter, gas for the car, groceries, and all of the you know, things, I will literally figure out, okay, we're going to need X amount of dollars for the next 15 days. That's the money that will go into my wife's account. And the same thing for me. I'm going to need X for gas, X for groceries, this oh, for, so she for a has lunch. her own. We're both on each other's expense. accounts, but yes, she has an expense okay. checking. She has an account that she uses for mm-hmm. her checking for all of the things that she's got to essentially accomplish in the next 15 days. And the same thing with me. And we try to stick with it. 
now no, do you the mindset with that is it once you see that number it helps you understand how much money you really have that's to it. spend okay that's exactly right because it, okay, that's exactly right because when you you have to you have to force yourself to make those decisions because if you itemize it and you say $40 for gas $150 for groceries you know $50 for the boys haircuts for both of them when you run in you know next thing you know you want to pop in and grab a coffee or something comes up or you want to have lunch, you have to say to yourself, okay, yeah, I could do that if I wanted to, but then I'm going to, you know, seven days later, I'm going to need to have more money. And that's really not part of the plan for the next, you know, 15 weeks. And that's interesting because if you see a number in your account, $2,000, oh, what's a cup of coffee? I got $2,000. If you see $50 and it's going to take you three more days. That's exactly right. Okay. That's interesting. That's exactly how it works on a a small level. Now, Mm -hmm. back to the point about having, so you have a main checking account that, pays all essentially you put money in to pay all of your bills yep your mortgage etc cetera, etc cetera. Yep. you have individual checking accounts for to use for the things that you've budgeted and then you know you said well how about planning ahead well we have a what we refer to as a slush savings account so if you know for That's example a very corporate word by the way yes a slush account yeah call it call it your extra <laughs> savings account not your your main savings account that you want to yeah. try to you know it's like your little nest egg or you really try to save you know and you save your account yeah but yeah. the reason we use that is as simple as it sounds if you know you have a baby shower coming up, you know you have your nephew's birthday coming up, ah. and you're going to need to spend $80, when you do the budget on the 15th to the 30th of the month, let's say you have an extra $150 after the bills are paid or an extra $200 after you've done all that. Take $75 of it and throw it into your main savings account, but take the other 75 and put it into an account that's just there so that when it comes time to go onto Amazon and spend that $50 gift, Guess what you get to do? You get to say, hey, we just bought the gift, yank the $75 back out, send a credit card payment immediately, and it's paid for. It's done. Okay. So you do use credit cards, though? Of course. Yes. Okay. So we but have. You, your mindset is pay this off. My mindset is every, the 30th of every month, the credit card balance is at zero. Okay. At zero. Of course, does that happen all the time? No. Does it happen most of the time? But That's the mentality the is. Yeah. That, you know, I get really, really nervous if the credit card balance is in the, you know, five, $600 range. Because for me, it should really only be used as if it's necessary to go beyond the things that we were already appropriated for the 15th and the 30th. Okay. And it's also sometimes a convenience factor because it's linked to an Amazon or it's linked to a hotel, re- if you're going to make a hotel reservation or things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, the big, I guess the bigger things that you didn't kind of plan for that you have to do. But then when you get paid, it's a line item, yeah. credit card, like go and look at the balance, figure out how much it is. And it's a lot more challenging. And it's, it's also a lot more liberating that if you get paid and you do all of your bills and you open up that, you know, you go online and you plug in your whatever credit card and it's $130. Well, that makes you feel a lot better. When you go, great, I just wrote a check for $130 and I still have a little bit of money left over. Then when you open up that credit card and it's $3,000 or $4,000, it's it's a whole different you know feeling yeah. of, of what you feel like at the end of the month. So. Just even saying those numbers, didn't you all feel the weight of hearing $100 compared to when you said a $3,000, $4,000? It's like, oh, yeah. it 
feels overwhelming. Exactly. Who decided that you would be the one to take? Are you just a numbers guy and it was just very natural for you and your wife to decide you would take on that responsibility? Yeah, I think um, I, I'm. the answer is I'm not a numbers guy. I'm actually probably very horrible at math, um, but <laughs> but I can use a calculator. You both. This yeah, is weird. <laughs> just when it comes to math in general, I, I, I didn't do well at math in, uh, in high school or, or even, even touch it in college, but uh, it's not really math. It's It's just, it's money in and money out. And yeah. and I think it has to go back to my career and the fact that being in commission sales and always constant you know constantly looking at money in versus money out um it just became and I also I also kind of enjoy it. You know, I don't know maybe it's because I'm a little bit of a control freak where I want to make sure Are you? Just yeah, a little <laughs> just a little bit. But but it's more about I want to I want to put our family in the best position. Yeah. um to one, just making sure that all of our T's are crossed and I's are dotted, that our credit is in good standing, that when we have the ability to, where we want to make a larger purchase, that we've got great credit. But also you want to be able to put yourself in a position where when you want to buy a new swing set for your kids, you can say, okay, you know, there's not seven other things that we're, that we're burdened with financially mm-hmm. that if we want to go and spend X amount of dollars on a swing set for our family, well, okay, the money's there in our savings because we've done all the right things over the years to yeah. keep that down, continue to save, you know, live within our means. That's the big and thing. That's the biggest thing. Every single person that sits yeah. in that chair every week says the same exact Yeah, thing. and it's different for everybody. And 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 look, it's it's people's household incomes are different and and but the same things can apply, right? Whether you're have a $50,000 household income or whether you have a $500,000 household income, it just, it, the, the same principles can apply. It's just, instead of making, you know, $189 car payment, maybe you're in the ability where you can make a $500 a month car payment and, or spend something, you know, differently or buy yeah. more things. So, yeah. But the same things apply, essentially. So, yeah. you know. Awesome. Well, but, thank you so much. And I hope everybody took away at least some little nuggets, uh, financial nuggets today, because it, it, it's very interesting and fascinating. Sometimes it's so uncomfortable to talk about money. and Nobody yeah. really wants to. Um, they want to talk about their new kitchen countertops. But when it comes to how much money do you save or how you do it, yeah. it's kind of hush-hush. But mm-hmm. it's very fascinating and interesting when you do learn how people approach their budgets and why they are success, so yeah, successful. The, and the only other thing that I would, would add to it, you know, about the whole layered uh, accounts and, and variety of accounts is yeah. it's also very easy to um, protect yourself by setting up, you know, everybody knows about overdraft, you know, different accounts, but set them up for everything. You know, for, for example, you, if you have something to pay specifically pay your bills, there's no reason that you can't have an overdraft linked to a mortgage account. There's no reason you can't have it linked to, you know, a savings account or, or, or variety, but, you know, get yourself into a system where you're, you're looking at the money coming in and coming out and it's not just one account and we just use it and we pay our bills, whatever, be plant, plan it out. I mean, that's, that's the biggest and the most important thing is to, um, is to do. And I, 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 I don't, it's not great for the environment. And, um, I constantly get emails that say, you know, oh, you know, you open up your, whatever your financial account is and, do you want to just receive, you know, email instead of a paper? I always click no. Oh, I, want, I do too because I'm nervous I'm going to miss an email. Yeah, I don't want to miss an email and I want it to go in the bills folder. I want yeah. it to be there. I want to physically open it up. I want to look at it. I want to write it down on a piece of paper. 
and it's done every 15th and yeah. 30th of every single month. So again, you know what's coming in, what's going out. And, you know, and if you want to plan for something, then you plan for it. That's yeah. it. Well, thank you so You're much. You're very, very welcome. And again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. You just have to figure out what is most comfortable for you. But you have to have a system in place so you can be one of those financially successful people. All right. Have a great weekend. If you ever have any questions or suggestions for a podcast episode, just reach out to me, Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast on RochesterBuzz.com, on iTunes and Google Play and telling a friend about us. We will talk to you next week. In the meantime, dominate your finances. 